And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. I want to live, Lord, in the world of your glory. I want to live, Lord, in the place where you are to stay away Lord from the place and cares of this life to stay away Lord from the ways of the world I want to live I want to live Lord in the world of your glory I want to I want to live, Lord, in the place where you are. To stay away, to stay away from the pressures and cares of this life. To stay away, to stay away, Lord, from the ways of the world. I want to live, I want to live, oh Lord, just right where you are. Lord, my heart is longing for your precious presence to receive, Lord, the light of your countenance so I can escape the darkness that covers the earth so I can escape, Lord, the path of error Lord, my heart is longing for your precious presence to receive, Lord, the light of your countenance so I can escape the darkness that covers the earth so I can escape, Lord, the path of error I want to live, I want to live, oh Lord, just right. 
started to teach on those who are offended and we looked at offenses will come. Amen. And I believe that the teachings you will receive in this series will greatly change your life. It could be the watershed moment between your success and your failure. And I'm very serious when I say that. I don't even know that you know what has been given to you through the teaching. But 
Let me read the word of God to you, and then you can hear what God says himself. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5, the second part. My child, in the NLT, I'm going to come to the King James at the end. My child, are you a child of God? So he's talking to you, okay? Don't make light of the Lord's discipline. And don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves. And he punishes each one he accepts as his child. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Who ever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all his children, it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the father of our spirits and live forever? For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in his holiness. No discipline is nice. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. Amen. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. Amen. May God bless the beautiful word of God, the reading and also the preaching. Hallelujah. I, I jump straight into teaching because I believe I need to give you this very nice meal. This meal has some chilies in. Who of you like strong food? Who like very strong food? The one I have is called mother-in-law. I went to Durban some years ago and I saw different spices. But then I got to one spice called mother-in-law. And I asked this guy, why do you call this mother-in-law? He said, it will burn the hell out of you. So I pray God today that this teaching will burn the hell out of you. 
But I want to, I want to title my sermon, and, and the problem with my sermon is exactly the title. You know, I thank God for my wife. If it wasn't for my wife, I wouldn't have been... I'm, I'm wild in a certain sense, but I would have been wilder. My wife has tapered me in many ways. Clap for my wife, clap for my wife. Okay, okay, not too much, not too much. Otherwise, pride comes in and pride is very dangerous. You know and I know that, you know and I know, I normally just title my sermons straight from the Bible. Have you noticed my preaching? I like to take, so I took something from the Bible, but then I, I just thought my wife would be too offended. But let me just give it to you what I would have titled it. Then, then if you're strong, then you can write it down. But the weaker ones, I, I had chosen another title. Because my father in the faith, Pastor Lafoy, once used this. And so I, you know, you always do what your father does. Now, I read you the scripture in the, King, in the New Living Translation. Now I'm going to read it to you in the King James, the original English version. All right, go to verse 7 for me, please, and then verse 8. By the way, we are buying a new projector. I know this thing is not clear, so hopefully by next week it will be bright as the morning star. Okay. If you continue tithing and stop robbing God, we can use the money to buy. I'll take offerings later, all right? Because I'm sure you at the back can't see nicely, isn't it? Can you see at the back? Listen to the King James. If you endure chastening, this is a little bit old English, chastening, that's discipline. God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he who the father chasteneth not? Verse 8. But if you be without chastisement, whereof we are all partakers, then you are bastards and not sons. So my title as I was preparing was Bastards or Sons. Because it's, but then I thought, oh no. Lest my wife is angry with me again. Let me call it enduring correction. But for you that can take it, write in your notes, bastards or sons. It's not my word. I declare to you, it's the word of God. You see, the word bastard in the old English was used for illegitimate sons. In other words, you are born, but your mother and father is not married. Then you were called a bastard. But in today's language, it has become a derogatory term when you would call someone a bastard because you're angry with him. All right? <laughs> anyway, so I'm not going to say the title again. You, you choose what title you want to use. And I don't know what the podcast guys are going to do. That's not my problem. I'm coming down to preach. 
Hallelujah. Many years ago, I uh, went to West Africa and I saw many things that really boggled me. It amazed me, actually, is the right word. It amazed me. And one of the things that amazed me was the beautiful uh, nature of the people and how they responded towards their pastors and how they could handle wild speaking from the pastor, discipline, you know. And I thought, wow, this is so beautiful. And then I also, you could almost think that these people are so submissive, so well behaved, that they, because they are now lacking, are you with me? Uh, they don't have much, so the only thing is that they must now suck up to the pastor. But then to my amazement, these were not just people with no education or just people that were poor. No, 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 these were well-developed people. But they understood certain principles from the Bible where they developed now a type of godly character. Are you with me? And one of that was to just easily handle a rebuke and a correction. So no quadrac. You see? So one of the things I realized that was uh, it, the, that culture has been developed over time by the teaching of the word of God to the people. Uh -huh. That's why teaching becomes paramount and very important. You may never go get tired of teaching. Sit and, and be taught. You are, you are like people sitting in a university lecture hall now. Yeah. You are learning something and by your learning you become better and better and better. That verse said at the end your weak knees and your feeble hands will become strong. That is what's happening to you right now. As you're hearing the word of God. Amen. Last week I spoke about how you will be offended and we... Realize that today I want to talk to you about correction. All right? Why correction is important for you and how some people deal with correction. You see, many people who didn't really make it in life, if you look back, it's basically because when they were corrected, they didn't want to take it. Uh -huh. so many, many times pride makes you not want to receive a rebuke or a correction. But the rebukes and corrections, according to what I've just read to you in Hebrews now, is very important for your life. Are you with me? And there the Bible talks about the father being in the family and sorting out the son. So I pray and I pity those who don't have fathers, earthly fathers. Because he says, if you have earthly father, could he help you a little bit? How much more the heavenly father? That's why the church... I believe the church is better equipped when you see your pastor as a father. Are you with me? Because in the pastor's upbringing, besides feeding you, washing you, giving you pocket money, saying you did well at school, it's also rebuke and discipline. Uh -huh. That's important. Then you have like a father over you. Because that determines how you will grow up and what you will do. Yeah. So when you're rude, your father smacks you against the head. He says, no, you, you must greet all the people when they come in. He says, hey. You say, hey, next time I don't want that again. So I just greet, hello, auntie, hello, auntie. You show how Jason called this young sister auntie. 
on stage because his parents used to discipline him well. All right? Proverbs chapter 9, verse 7. He that reproveth a scorner getteth to himself shame. NLT quickly, maybe it's nicer. Anyone who rebukes a mocker will get an insult in return. Amen? Anyone who corrects the wicked will get hurt. Wicked people don't like to be corrected. Sometimes you wonder why people leave churches. I'll tell you, there's a lot of people defending leaving churches lately. Say, satanic uh, assistance. The, the devil's assistance. The devil left heaven, but he was actually thrown out. So I see, I read on Facebook, a lot of people are defending. We left your church, what's your issue? No, 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 no. People leave churches because they don't like correction. And a bad father always says, oh, you know, there's a modern teaching saying the way you must talk. Everything modern is not always good. So the parents were too hard in those days. You need to encourage your child. Encourage your child. Hey, look, when we failed in school, my father didn't have psychology, anthropology, kaisonology. He took a belt and he beat your pop. I know it's not the right thing to do. I know. I mean, what's that got to do with you? In other words, you wasted my money. <laughs> you were supposed to study. Do you see now? So many times people have this old, so we had a fear and said, hey, if I fail now, I'm going to get the beating. You see? So that, that fear, that it's a holy fear, it's a holy, you, you, you rather learn, you don't want to disappoint your father. You don't want to disappoint your mother. And second, you don't want to get this. When my father couldn't hit us with a belt, he took the vacuum cleaners, rubber band. Yeah, because there was a... You know Electrolux? You get Hoover and Electrolux. Now, on the belt, there was a slogan, nothing sucks like Electrolux. Because it's a very strong, yeah. So we knew that if we don't work hard, my father's going to beat us. That's his type of correction. He didn't have much education, so he just knew. Pain stops the nonsense, you see. <laughs> yeah. So one of my brothers, and I don't want to say his name for, for security reasons, failed. So he went into the danger room and we just heard. But we, 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 my father used this belt sometimes to, to beat us when we were children. So this time he used the belt of the Electrolux. And after the day we make fun of that brother of whose name I can't say now because of security reasons. Yeah, yeah. So when we, 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 we oh, after he was beaten well, I mean, we came to sympathize with him. The others who passed. So we said, I shame. <laughs> and then we looked at the back on his bum, you see. And then if you hit somebody hard with something, the imprint stays there. So today, up till today, we remind him when we turned him around, we said, nothing sucks like Electrolux. 
But anyone who corrects the wicked will get hurt. You see, people hate you if you correct them. And then it says, up to verse 8 and 9 quickly, so don't bother correcting mockers. Are you all here still? Don't bother correcting a mocker. They will only hate you. But correct the wise and they will love you. Hallelujah. Verse 9. Instruct the wise and they will be even wiser. Hallo? Your domgeet moet gaan in the name van the Heer. Instruct the wise and he will become even wiser. You're never too wise to be instructed. Are you hearing me? Because here the Bible says, instruct the wise and he gets even wiser. Wow. Teach the righteous and they will learn even more. Hallelujah. So, rebukes are important, but just rebuking people is a risky business. Because some people just hate you. Some people love you. We had a teacher in our school called Mr. Dennis. I believe he later became the principal of uh, Erika Primary. How many of you went to Erika Primary? You remember Mr. Dennis? Was he there? But in his, in his young days when he was strong, and the government didn't have uh, anti-biding laws, he used to beat us with a cane. But I'll never forget, and now I understand what he did. He took your head and he put it in a pigeonhole. You know, pigeonhole is this cupboard. You have this, you open the cupboard and there's many blocks. So every child had a little hole to put his books, some schools. So he take your, open the cupboard and then he put your head. Come here, Virgie. Let me demonstrate to them. So if that's the pigeonhole, he takes your, he puts your head in the hole. Go under. No, no, no. Yeah. Then stand up with your two legs. Then he puts your hand in your pocket like this. And then he pulls you up. Three funny bester. Ooh la la la. Then when you stand up, obviously you, 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 you like, like you, both hands like, and, you, and it's forward, but it was, huh? it was a cane. But this is crucial. This is crucial. He used to say to, he used to say to you, now you go, <clears throat> say, Say sorry and thank you, sir. You see? Say sorry and thank you. So I always wondered, why must I say thank you? I feel like swearing at you. Ah, until I read the scripture, you see. Be careful not to correct anybody because they will hate you. But, some, but Mr. Dennis was trying to teach us, don't hate me. I'm doing this for your good. Say sorry and thank you, sir. What must you do? What must you do? I think I must make that a slogan in the church, all right? But not, sir. Say sorry and thank you, pastor. Do you think it's a good thing? Parents, would you like your children to do that after they were naughty and you gave them a spanking? They turn around and say, sorry and thank you, mommy. All the mothers, come and I'll be honest now. But to be honest with you, 
human nature hates rebuke. Human nature, it's a risky because you, you must be very careful. It's very painful. I'll tell you why. Yeah, i give you some points today to learn. It's powerful. I hope I'm going to complete what I wanted to do. Correction is against human nature. Because the nature of man is to proclaim his own goodness. Nobody wants to know that there's something wrong about you. Do you see? You, you think everything is right about you. In Proverbs, the Bible says, uh, listen to this scripture. Every man, Proverbs 20 verse 6. Every man proclaims his own goodness. You see? Most men will proclaim his own goodness. So there's nothing wrong with you, isn't it? Young lady, in your mind, there's nothing wrong with you. So there's a danger for me to rebuke you because you, you will feel, why do you think there's something wrong with me? You can either love me or you can hate me. Uh, there's two responses that we will get from correction and rebuke. Two. Either you will accept it and love the person or you will hate the person. Are you listening? And most young children who grow up not to be successful, they've hated the correction that they've received. Oh, yes. But a very good response to being rebuked comes from what do you think of this person who's rebuking you, you see? This man is only trying to help me. If you think like that, you are thinking in the correct way. So number one, people hate rebuke and correction because rebuke shame them and reduce them in the eyes of other people. Do you know? Say there's a group of you and you're, you're the only one being corrected. It almost likes, it, 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 it shames you in front of the others. You don't like that. Nobody likes it. That's what the Bible says in Hebrews. It's not nice now, but after a while, you will see that it was your benefit. And if you want to talk about faithfulness and loyalty, one of the reasons why people don't stay long is they can't take rebuke. Even my, my type of teaching is not so nice. So you were fornicator here, right? Yeah. I preach against fornication. Sleeping with someone who's not your husband. You see, if, if you don't fix that thing, then later you decide I'm not going to stay here long. Yeah. It's not, I, even, I didn't even speak to you like privately, but I was preaching about it. So that's why many people like preachers that don't preach these things. Lost it, Do you know? They even warning us now not to be hate. They call it hate speech. What the fuck is that hate speech? Because we only preach the Bible. And if you think the Bible is hate speech, then you must shoot it, go, shoot God. Leave us alone. We are just here to tell you what's in the Bible. And I don't want to go into those things because now you know this June month is H, what is the good HPQTP plus four? Huh? Well, I don't even, I just, so a long word. So now, it's all these things. 
We, we only say what the Bible says. We don't hate anybody. Look, if, if, if any HBTQ people plus five hates me, they're not the only one. They're not the only people who hate me. Fornicators also hate me. Yeah. Sigurid Rukas hate me. Taha Rukas hate me. Because I talk about these things. I tell you what is right and what is wrong. And you don't like my correction. And then you say, Ek is weg van die kek af. They don't, they don't, the pastor is talking about me. It's not that. It's the way you respond to correction. I don't even know you're busy with that thing. Yeah. I just get this from ladies, husbands, and say, I'm not going back to that church anymore. You told the pastor everything about me. She never told me one thing. It's the word of God that convicts you and corrects you, and you don't like it. Most of the people that I see don't stay long here with me. I can, honestly, to, to God, I can tell you, it, it's always there's a sin that is like hurting. And because it's, it's like, I can't help to preach about it. I don't think about it. But the Bible helps us and corrects us, isn't it? So we have to teach it. And, and that, that, that prick is to sow. I mean, to come every Sunday and sit on a throne is not nice, isn't it? That's why don't rebuke people too quickly because they will hate you. Amen. Your beauty vanishes with correction. Look at Psalm 39 verse 11. When thou with rebukes corrects man for his iniquity, thou makest his beauty to consume away like a moth. Surely every man is vanity. When, yeah, when you discipline us for our sins, you consume like a moth. Amen? Number two, quickly. People only want to be praised. So they do not naturally want to be rebuked. Amen? And then number three. Allow rebukes and correction to purge out evil from you. Allow it. To purge out the evil from you. Proverbs 20 verse 30. I like the scripture. Listen to it. The blueness of a wound cleanses away evil. In other words, if you got a hiding with a stick, there'll be a blue wound on your bum. Isn't that right? Now that cleanses away evil. So do stripes the inward parts of the belly. Amen. Evil will not be purged out from you until you see and understand why you are being corrected or rebuked. And the blueness of the wound is the sign of the punishment in your life. It shows how much you have been corrected and received understanding. Evil is purged when you gain understanding. The timing of understanding is usually linked to the timing of the removal of evil. So you sitting in the church, if, if you, you must show your neighbor spiritually the blue marks on your body, your spiritual body. 
In other words, that's how many times you've been rebuked and how many times uh, that evil has gone out of you. A lot of people make comments when they come and they see the church. They say, I demand a victim, muy sharp. Yesterday there was a lot of people also here at the funeral and the one said, you all have become like a sam. In a sayful, it's Satan. Sorry, in English. They work like a sam. I mean, they, they work, oh wait, they work nice together. Somebody made a comment. They work nice together and when you say something, they run and they, I said, no, 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 no. It's not normal. It's not their nature. It had to come through many blue marks. Do you understand? It's like, don't say no. Okay, when I have time. You see? So that's why I say, I'm, I'm just explaining to you how my father used to tell us, go fetch, if my father said, go fetch me some water. Ooh, auntie. Say, can you not say, say, so bizarre. mal. Do you see now? Not when? That's my father's instruction. Fetch me some water. Do this. Fetch me this tool. You had to run and be back. You see? Yeah, it's choleric. We are cholerics. I'm the same like that. So when I tell you do this, they know. You see them running. You say, okay. Sorry, it's, it's a weakness in me. But the wounds that I've beaten you with. Say, Fat, don't take your time when I'm giving you an instruction. Let's do it now. Okay, so when people see, they say, hi, but this church is, look at these people. They respond nice. They don't even speak back. It didn't come just by nature. No, the nature is to hate correction. The nature is to, to, to hate instruction. But there are those whom you know, you can give it to now because they respond differently to correction than the others who will respond in a hatred to correction. Ah, oh yes. Are you listening? The wounds. Ask your neighbor, do you have wounds from pastor's rebukes? Yeah, do you have? Are there any marks on your body from the rebukes, from the beatings? Nothing yet? If there's nothing yet, then, then, then we, we, we're walking on dangerous ground because you're either a bastard or you're a son. A son receives rebukes. A daughter receives chastisement. But you hate it. You're illegitimate. So you rather want to take your stuff. I'm not coming back here. That's why people also don't want to commit. Today we're having members. They're committing. I hope they are. Because I've, 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 I've presented many members and two weeks later they're gone. I don't even know what the commitment means. Commitment on the paper means nothing. Commitment is in the heart. Oh, yes. So why, are we, why am I being rebuked and why am I being corrected? I'm driving evil out of you. One of my church members is also here, but for, for security reasons, I can't say. He's a smoker. He's a smoker. I said to him, listen. So how, how? I gave him time. I gave him time to stop. I said, listen, 
I know it's difficult when you smoke, you know, to stop smoking. So let's go down. You smoke 10 stuyvesants a day. By next week, only five. All right. So he said, okay, it's five. Then every time I ask him, so how far are you now? Are you down? So he said, yeah, he's down to, to two. So okay, two a day. Okay, it's working. But after a while, he should have stopped. And then he, he, uh, he said to me, he, 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 he didn't stop yet. He said, so I said to him, say, you see, I, I apply love first, you know, I apply love and I said, no, it is no enough, no, it is no enough. I will make you eat a cigarette every day, not light it, eat it in front of me, you see. So now it's, it's coming from this beautiful fatherly love. To hardness. Will you still love me tomorrow? You see, that's the question. Will you still love me after I rebuke you? And you see people who are really successful in life and who are spiritually strong, they've received much rebukes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And those who, who don't become anything, they couldn't handle it. Let, let me give you some more powerful points. Are you here? Number four, you must respect and reverence correction. Respect it. Say please and thank you. You know? That verse 9 of Hebrews 12 says, Furthermore, we had fathers of our flesh who corrected us, and we gave them respect. Reverence. Shall we not much more subjection to the Father of spirits and live? Amen. So what we do in BMI, we drive rudeness out of this church. Yeah, yeah. Don't come and argue theologically with me. No, no, no. No rudeness here. Uh, the Father corrects and the children say sorry and thank you. Simple. So I'm also telling all of you, and you that wanted to join, you can change your mind when we come after the service. If you can't accept that, and even the senior elderly people, please, I love and respect you, but if there's, if there's correction coming from the pulpit and from the preaching of the word, then you must rather than go somewhere else. Because I can't change the word to make you happy. The word stays the word. And the Bible says in Timothy in the last days, People will want preachers to itch their ears. They don't want soundproof. Because in Timothy it says, uh, the, the scripture is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and rebuke. Yeah. What Bible are you reading, brother? Why is there never rebuke coming from the word? So if you say, this pastor is hard, you pastor's hard, then you must know he's preaching the right word. Amen. Because the Bible is profitable for rebuke and reproof and correction that you can be established. Hallelujah. Jeremiah, Jesus, man. They can't be pricked with a cigarette in your sake. Pastor, you say that is nonsense. You're not going to be a preacher with a, with a wife and another two girlfriends on the side. No, no, nonsense. It's not in the word of God. Amen. 
Paul says, I bring my body under subjection. Yeah. Unless I become a castaway. You see, lest I preach to others. But me, myself, I'm doing the same thing that I'm telling them not to do. I can't correct you if I'm doing the same thing. I'm a, then I'm a hypocrite. Are you here? Hallelujah. Respect the correction. Now let me say this to some of you, and especially my family and friends and associates. It's a chili I'm giving you today. Fatat. Kukwataraki. A rebuke in your youth is, a, is the great warning from God about something that will destroy you one day. But many trivialize rebukes. The word trivialize means you take it lightly. Amen? And that is to your own destruction. Many people feel it's not necessary. It's not necessary for this rebuke. And they call an end to their punishment. Uh, in other words, while I'm talking to you, uh, you did something wrong. You get this a lot from women. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see, you don't want the full rebuke. You want to cut the punishment short. You don't want to hear it any longer. Pastor Kalam Dakoyong. Pastor Fuley, will you? The pastor feels he wants to really explain it to you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I hear what you say. I hear what you say. Is anybody here that knows what I'm talking about? Well, I'll go preach in Zimbabwe if you people don't want my preaching. You see, you find that with familiar people. Yeah. That's why when I was in Ghana and in Nigeria, I was surprised how the people received the correction. Till it's finished. Not, uh, okay, 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 okay. I heard enough, I heard enough. <laughs> sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Oh my God. Number five, rebukes and correction are the stamp of ownership and the stamp of the love of a father. Amen? So if you are being rebuked, then you know you have a father. It's a special line of relationship between you and, and God. Hallelujah. So as, as you being rebuked from the pulpit, it's actually also not me. I'm a vessel that God uses. So God is rebuking you, and you must know God has a special uh, link to you because of this rebuke I'm giving you now. Your mistake was to run away because you didn't like it. You thought it came from me. It's not really me because I don't know your life. I only see you an hour on a Sunday. I mean, I spend an hour by talking to you. The rest of the week, you are busy with other people. So I'm not searching your private files and your Facebook page to find out about you? No, not at all. Yeah. It's God rebuking you through my ministry. 
And he's not doing it because he doesn't like you. Actually, he loves you. And he only rebukes those that he loves. And he chastises those that he loves. Because he doesn't want you to bring him shame. He wants you to grow. Like any parent would like the child to come and greet nicely. Have you seen children who misbehave and the parents are embarrassed? In front of people, they misbehave. It's not nice, eh? Then they pinch the children. See, like, I mean, if you have an unruly child who comes in and grabs the cakes from the table. Whew, now you don't want to go on in front. Only, hey, Joseph, don't do that, Joseph. But I don't go, bloody hell, as the mensen weg is. Like, you lekker slaan. Because you didn't discipline him, you didn't train him, so he, he embarrasses you in front of people. God is only disciplining you because he doesn't want you to embarrass him in front of people. God is a holy God. And if you represent him, you must represent his holiness. Oh, yes. We're not perfect, and I'm also not perfect, you know. But it doesn't mean that we must, uh, we must tailor the word of God to suit our ways. No, we must go to where God is. I want to be where you are. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So when you receive a rebuke, it's a stamp of the ownership. Special line of relationship. Hallelujah. With an authority figure in your life. Many people don't want to join a church because they don't want an, anybody to tell them what to do. That is a, a colored uh, culture. You don't tell me what to do. They say it for me. And you see, it's a joke, we laugh about it, but that's exactly where the problem is. You see, you, you're not a real sun man. You are a... Because um, nobody can tell you what to do. The pastor tells you, you must be regular in church. You don't come, the pastor won't even rebuke you because he doesn't know how you will respond. But those faithful ones, you can say, hey, you must be in church every week, man. It's for your spiritual growth. You can't come and stay away, come and stay away, come. You will never develop and you will never grow. <coughs> now you must talk nice. Now some pastors say, see, you see, that's not biblical. Rebukes, correction is biblical. Hallelujah. You see, these two children, stand up, you two. They could bamboozle their mother, but they couldn't bamboozle me. You see, the Bible says lay hands on them. But you can also close their hand like this. And then you lay hands on them. Lay hands on them. Hard. Fast and continuous. <laughs> so now you look and say, Oh, Pastor Chris's son is so, so well developed. He traveled the world. He went there. Hmm. <laughs> How did it get there? He had to take correction. 
that you take rebuke. Even this one. Don't look to the back. Look, look forward. No, 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 no. This one was tough. This one. But I also... Sometimes when I had to deal with her, she's my, my darling daughter. And my heart is always so sore. But Brother Miller, who passed away, always used to say to me, he's had seven daughters, or six, six daughters. He always used to say to me, Muni so atsia visi pastor. Alas alit do it gani. Don't be so sad. They won't die. And look how nice she grew up. See there. Sit down, sit down. I have to use them because it's my journey of life. I can't use you because you didn't grow up with me. If you had grown up, you would have been even better than you are right now. Amen? The people must stand in amazement at the way you receive a correction and not get angry. Come on now, I'm trying to help you. People must be amazed and say, Hi, kiko tillen of omgeskel my rak. Sy rakie is kwaadie. That's the beauty of holiness on your life. Are you hearing me? So, a good response when you are rebuked is to think that the person rebuking me is loving me. Alright? The person saying this to me loves me. But when you think he hates me, then you also hate back. Are you listening? Yeah. You're not being hated. Not yet, BMI. You're not being rejected. It's exactly because we love you that we rebuke you. Number six. Not receiving correction makes you one of the worst kinds of Christians ever. Not receiving correction makes you one of the worst kinds of Christians ever. Zephaniah 3 verse 1 to 2. Woe to her that is filthy and polluted to the oppressing city. She obeyed not the voice. She received not correction. She trusted not in the Lord. She drew not near to God. Zephaniah 3 verse 1 to 2. There it is big. She received not correction. And people who don't receive correction become like devils. Say amen. amen. People who don't receive correction become like devils. Hallelujah. Number seven, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Not receiving correction properly reveals a lack of endurance. That's the other title, endure correction. All right? The Bible wants you to endure correction. Not receiving correction shows a lack of endurance. Yes. In Hebrews 12 verse 7, if you endure chastening, Hebrews 12 verse 7, if you endure chastening, God deal with, this, with you as sons. For what son is he whom the father doesn't chastise? Listen. Nobody likes to be corrected. It shames you. It embarrasses you. But you must endure it. Everybody say endure. endure. Fat it, man. Fat it. Take it. Take it. Stand. 
Be proud and told yourself up like a fat frog. You see, the fatter the frog, the more the chances somebody's going to step on it. Yeah. The, f- the more air there is in a balloon, the easier it is to prick it and to burst it. But a balloon is actually just a small piece of rubber about that size. It's only when it is filled with air that it looks big. It's not really big at all. And the bigger the balloon, the, the bigger the chance of it being burst. Are you with me? Endure correction. Because a lack of endurance is a lack of Christian character. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 13, 7. Bear all things, believe all things, hope of endure all things. Can I ask you a question? Do you want to end your future ministry because you were shouted at? Do you want to end your whole ministry because something unpleasant was said to you in a meeting? Then what are you made of? You must learn to endure. Say again, endure. Brothers and sisters, do you know how many unpleasant things will be said about you just because you've decided to serve God? I submit to you, you are a man and a woman of straw if you cannot endure corrections and rebukes. You are made of straw. Because you couldn't handle rebuke. Hmm? You must endure the hardness of rebuke and correction because it's necessary for your life. Amen. It is hard when you are corrected, I know. That is why you are asked to endure it. Hallelujah. Yes. He said to Timothy, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So endure all the things God allows you to go through. You know, it's very sad for us pastors when our members don't last on this long road of Christianity. We often talk about those who fell by the wayside. But it's not something to gloat about. You feel sad about it. And one of the things was if they just received the correction, they would have still been on the way. Oh yeah. They would have still been standing. But it's because of their lack of endurance of this thing. You see, Timothy says, 2 Timothy 2, 10 says, endure all things, whatever it may be, and endure punishment, endure sound and good teaching, endure these things. Don't go to where they strill your ears. Amen. You can't find churches like that. You don't actually know what the pastor said. But you went to church. Cliff the brews and sisters. And then kijk ons van morgen naar David. Maar so hier in die karoobos is gesit het en sy haap gespeel het. 
En dan van morgen als hij zo gekeken naar die jaren die blue wolken. You see, that, that, that is also preaching, but it's a type. It's got nothing to do with your behavior. And then say, I thank you, brothers and sisters, that you have come today. May the Lord see But correction is not nice, is it? Say please and thank you. Because you're going to grow It's going to be a tree that was growing skew, but we have made it straight. We have bent it straight. We have bent it straight. Amen. Endure it. It hurts your inside. Oh, I didn't like it when passed. There's one of the girls here, I can't also mention the name for, for safety reasons. They say when, when I rebuke, when I correct people, She takes it very hard. Like she cries at home. Because she didn't really want to disappoint me. So now when you know those people, then you must quickly also put your hand on the back and say, Hey! Okay, I, I'm okay with you. Okay, I still love you. Okay. Because you see, that, 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 that hurt can make that you, 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 you go into depression. Yeah. But you must see the man that's rebuking you as somebody that loves you. Is if you see it like that, You can overcome it and you can endure it. Clap for Jesus. And don't say, yeah, 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 yeah. I heard what you said, it's now enough, enough, enough. No. Say, talk, finish, pastor. And as wives, also let your husband talk, finish. No? Don't come. Yeah, 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 I can't say that to the husbands because the Bible says a wife is like a dripping tap. So the husbands, are, that, that's a different story. That's a different story. The last few two points. Correction and rebukes can lead to dishonor. Softly, Cyril. Correction and rebukes can lead to dishonor. You're going to become nicer after correction, I tell you. You're going to become beautiful after correction. It shows that God is interested in you. He only chastises those he loves. Hallelujah. Proverbs 9 verse 7. You corrects a scoffer, gets dishonor for himself. And he who reproves a wicked man, gets insult for himself. I have been dishonored mostly by people, by people I have rebuked and corrected. Oh yes. I have ordained many pastors and I've been a spiritual father to many. So in doing that, I'm sure on the way I must rebuke and correct some people, isn't it? Oh yeah. But most people have corrected. They take it well. But there are some who rose up strongly to insult me and to dishonor me. Most people call us a cult movement. Especially those who were blasted out here by correction. They say it's a Satan. It's like I'm working for Satan. Satan. 
Oh ya. You see, because correction can lead to dishonor. I was once your father. But when I had to address you. One pastor was messing with the young girls in the church. And so I addressed him. And he defended himself. Told many lies. But eventually he couldn't stand. So he used another thing for why he left. But it's not that thing. It's the original sin that I addressed and corrected. And said, we can't do that. Can't do that. So when my pastors are in, in error, I will address them. And I address them hard. I'm not afraid of anybody. Because we must do what God expects us to do. No pastor must be driving around with girls in this church. No pastor must be borrowing money from people in this church. Such things are not allowed here. Sometimes I don't know because you don't come to me. But when I hear it, I blast you and I rebuke you. Are you with me? But after that, what do I get in return? Insult and dishonor. And you know what? Some of the stupid people in this church, they feel sorry for those pastors. They don't know the story because I don't really want to blast your whole story here in the Son Quran. I, I swear live like a pastor. You don't know me. Paul said you don't know me. Timothy, you know me. You know my way of life. Why would I rebuke somebody for nothing? Huh? You run with that small pastor into a classroom, 23. The vision is 23 people in classroom, 23. <laughs> Telling you that this is a bad... You see, even you that run with that pastor, you haven't been rebuked. So you are not a, you're not a real son or a daughter. So all the new members coming here today, we don't just want membership. Then I can send you to another church. We want sons and daughters. Yeah. Don't be filled with pride. Even you're speaking here with your blue suit. You. You see, stand. So now it's like you was preaching the word before I was preaching the word. You see. But actually, he didn't, he didn't come like this. Stand, look how nice. Oh, my wife said, isn't it? You, you see, it's, it's, it's many things on the way that made him what he is. Many things on the road. Yeah. So he must never forget these things. And even the correction that he can get. But he's one of my sons that has been corrected a lot. Very, because he's close to me. I blasted him. And I saw sometimes he didn't agree with me, but he said, thank you. That's why he's where he is, so he can speak nice. He was explaining the home cell so nice. Very accurately. And I said, it's because of the many. Many rebukes of this boy. Look at him. Yeah. 
Sit, sit, don't, don't, don't want to also be proud now like a toad. <laughs> it's if you forget where you come from. Now you're a pastor. Now I can't talk to you. I can't rebuke you. You were not a pastor in the beginning. I made you a pastor. I ordained you. I put a burki on you and put you here on the stage. I made the people see you. You were just a brother. Now you're too big to be rebuked. They knew. Yeah, as well. I want them to give that burkis back. All those who left here. Can't really be called a pastor outside. You see what happened is, after the rebuke, you turn around and dishonor me. So you can say, oh, he's a wicked man. It's not true. They couldn't handle. Correction leads to rebuke. And the last point Rebukes can also lead to hatred and bitterness. Hatred is the final and worst development in the life of someone who takes correction badly. We might have a load shed, Robin, then we'll just change over, okay? We are, we're almost done. I'm done. But I want to just give you this last point. Hatred is the culmination of unforgiveness and bitterness for being rebuked. Hatred reveals the malice and a desire to harm someone. I have also experienced hatred from pastors and leaders who was once with me. Oh, yes. Most of them, people were corrected about something or the other. You wonder, what did I do to these people that they hate me so much? In John 15 verse 25, Jesus said, but this cometh to pass, that the word must be fulfilled. They hated me without a cause. What is a hater? A hater wants you to die. A hater is malicious, damaging, and spiteful. A hater wants to kill you and do something harmful to you. He wants revenge because he couldn't handle the correction. And be very careful. The people will kill you if they get the chance. And perhaps the worst kind of hatred is for those whom you did good things to. Mercy. Jesus asked them the question in John 10, 32. I've done so many nice things. Why do you want to stone me? Why do you hate me so much? But it's a, it's a high-level spiritual thing that has no logical basis. Intense desire. Oh, you don't believe that some people want to see me dead, huh? When Simon saw, Simeon saw Jesus in the arms of Mary, he said, this boy will be the cause of the rise and the fall of many. And any leader who is a real leader will have that said of him. I can either be the rise of you, brother. Stand. I can be the rise of you in the ministry or I can be the cause of your fall. Because you will hate me so much because of my correction and my rebuke. Actually, that hatred in you, that bitterness will cause you to fall. 
and when you, you will see your ministry is actually becoming nothing. Klaskamer 23, Vision 23. Yeah. West Bank, Wendy House. But that was not your destination. You're going to be much greater. But the rebuke changed everything. And you were filled with hatred. And the honor that you once had is gone. <laughs> oh yeah. This, what I'm telling you today, is the reality of why many make a success and many don't. Now as you sit here and you hear my words, and maybe you thought I'm talking nonsense, you will see one day, I leave you to God and to time. I leave you to God and to time. Love correction. Love correction. Hebrews 12 verse 8. Hebrews, I'm finished, I'm finished, I'm finished, I'm finished. I leave you with this. Hebrews 12 verse 8. Oh, oh the power's off. Huh? But give me Hebrews 12 verse 8. Where's the people? Hebrews, read it. Give it, give it, give it. Just open your Bibles. King James, read it loud, boy. Yeah, take my mic. Hebrews 12 verse 8 says, But if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then you are pastors and not sons. But if you be without correction and rebuke, whereof we all have to receive it. We all have to receive it. We all have to receive it. Then I present to you, you are bastards and not sons. May the Lord bless the preaching of His Word. God bless you for listening to this message. Remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind.